0: How accessible are you at work? Do you have an open door policy? If you close your door, do people know not to bother you for anything? How accessible we are has an impact on what we do and those around us. So we're gonna talk today about accessibility at work and how it impacts us and much, much more. So if you have a thought or idea, please feel free to consider it we'll get back to it. We'd love to hear from it in just a minute on episode 876 of Today's Antidote. Stay tuned for Today's Antidote brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's Antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing, to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And
1: now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush.
0: Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Bob. How are you this morning?
1: I'm good. I'm good. A lot going on. Busy, busy, busy Bob weekend.
0: Just the way you like it.
1: That's it. I, I like I like to rock and roll I like so clearly
0: you were either very accessible to everyone around you or not accessible at all because you already had your plan out and you were doing it
1: uh some of each
0: some of each interesting I hope you're gonna be okay with this and I'm gonna do this I want to apologize to our listeners who showed up Friday at 7 a.m and we didn't have a recording or a live broadcast it just was going to be a challenge with everything that we all had going on and so we want to apologize for missing a day completely Uh, and we're back now back to and and somehow the earth still spins on its axis i don't know we had some wacky weather this weekend so i was starting to wonder if that oh yes
1: that's it we're the source of that okay (laughs) could be it's possible I guess anything is possible these days, right?
0: I don't know, but it was a hot Saturday. Holy Hannah, was it hot Saturday?
1: It, yes, it was sticky.
0: Yeah, it was. It was not a great day to be on a lacrosse field. Wasn't really a great day to be outside anywhere. I guess maybe a beach. Maybe
1: I don't know. I was moving stuff from a home to a car, and it was warm.
0: I was on a lacrosse turf and it was warm
1: as that, well. That it's amazing how lacrosse turf attracts heat and holds it. Oh it does. Very well. You know, people people don't realize it until you're on a turf field and you realize that it's like 20 degrees warmer than the air. And it it go, it radiates through your shoes. Oh yes. It just, they say it, I know they say it on TV and they say it on the radio during hot weather, like during football games or soccer games, but you don't, you just can't frame your brain, frame it in your brain until you actually experience it. I got to be on a uh, turf field um, before a baseball game a number of years ago and it was hot. It was like 95 degrees and we were walking on the field and I was like, where is this heat coming from? <laughs> it feels like there's a heater. Yes. And does. you're thinking, you know, it's like, well, I'll be off this in five minutes.
0: And the poor players are out there for, you know, two, three, four hours. No doubt. No doubt. Yes, indeed. All right. Now that we've covered weather, now let's
1: do traffic. So the Poughkeepsie uh, Expressway is looking rough. With yeah.
0: That was the uh, traffic helicopter. That's kind of like saying, see what I did there? <laughs>
1: Well, you know, some people are young. They don't know that there are traffic helicopters because it's all, you know, Waze and Google Maps. And there used to be people that flew around and actually told you what the traffic was. True.
0: Old school. Yes, indeed. All right, I think it's time to move on. Uh, Good morning and welcome everyone to today's Antidote, our daily broadcast and podcast. Each weekday morning, Bob and I, have a conversation around a topic. This week's topic, as I mentioned, is accessibility. And as Bob said to me, he said, are we talking about like handicap accessibility or are we talking about other accessibility? And I said, well, I think we're gonna talk about the thing we might have a little bit more knowledge, experience, and perspective around, which is not handicap accessibility. Um, And so as we go through that conversation today, We welcome your thoughts and ideas. Please feel free to share them in the comments as we know it'll add value to our show. And at the conclusion of that conversation, Bob and I will each offer our one thing, that thing that we hope will help you figure out if maybe things feel like a little bit of chaos, you're not really certain whether you should be more accessible, less accessible, how it impacts others, your team, all those things that we're gonna discuss this week, please. Uh, We hope that our one thing will help you figure out how to have more confidence and control around what you are doing. And of course, if you have a one thing, please feel free to share it as well. So often people tell us things that could be helpful. We're just not open yet to listen to them or to hear them. And you might share it in the way that someone actually says, huh. So that's what people have been trying to say to me all along Hmm. and allows you to take that next step. So please feel free to share your value so that you can help others. Before though, we dive into the conversation each morning, Bob and I share our celebrations. So Bob, what are you celebrating today?
1: This is going to be a weird one. So, you know, there's a uh, business networking platform called Alignable. Yes. And we've done some stuff on there, you and me, and we have a group uh, the grow your small business group. And, uh, I've been frustrated with Alignable for the last, I don't know, year in terms of there aren't really clear instructions how to use it. It's been something that I've been really frustrated by, really annoyed about and wanted to do something about it. And I was networking with someone I met on Alignable on Thursday evening, guy in Australia, of all places, with a nice Australian accent. And uh, we were talking and we both were sharing our frustrations. And I showed him a trick I was using and he showed me a trick he was using. And they were just really like, we both were like, whoa, that's really cool. And I got off the call with him and I'm like, this guy knows things I don't know. And he does uh, marketing and social media stuff and builds websites like that. And so I texted him and said, hey, crazy idea. I think you and I should write a book about Alignable and let's hop on a call. So in the interim, I found some a chat on Alignable in one of the groups about how frustrating the platform was. So I sent that to him and said, "We this proves to me that everything's come together." So we hop on a call the next day, I guess Friday, and we map out this book. And he was like, "Yeah, that sounds great." So I wrote over the weekend. I was accessible to myself and to him, and I wrote chunks of an ebook. And he reviewed it and he did some massaging of the how it looks and all. And we're moving towards having an ebook done probably in the next two weeks. I, Doug, that, that's one thing that happened. There's something else that I started over the weekend. I don't think you've seen it, but I'll talk about that tomorrow. I have, I, you did okay. Okay. Cooking up some good stuff. Something like that. Something like oh, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna go don't it's gonna go to a whole new level. We'll talk about that tomorrow.
0: Okay, fair enough. Fair, fair enough. I don't I, know what I know what to do with all
1: of that. <laughs> so it was a really productive weekend, and I, I I love the fact that you can find someone that you align with. I know that's a pun because it was on alignable. I get it. But really, sometimes you just meet someone. And I talk to a lot of people that I meet each week. I have many discussions with people through networking. And every now and then, I know people get frustrated because it doesn't lead to immediate business and you can't sign a contract the first time you talk to someone. But sometimes you really catch a person who's like aligned with you in so many ways and you start to see possibilities that didn't exist just because this guy was funny He was sharing some of the same frustrations with platforms. We really, and we started, we probably talked for 45 minutes the first time. We didn't talk about our businesses at all. We had never met. This was, it was like the middle of the night where he was and it was early in the morning where I was. That didn't matter. We were just talking about shared experiences, frustrations, and it led down the path. And I think sometimes when we talk, about networking. Everyone's in it, like, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? And he shared, I shared a tip with him that was working for me on that platform. And he said, oh, well, I got one for you. And that really opened up the possibilities. And neither of us said anything about, well, I'll show you this tip if you give me five referrals. I'll show you this tip if you agree to let me do your social media. Or I'll do... I want access to your database. There was no quid pro quo. There was, it was just two people sharing. And I think we lose sight of that so often when we're trying to build our businesses. It's about what's in it for me, what's in it for me. This was about what what's the shared experience that he and I could have. And it 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 really paid off.
0: Hmm, nice.
1: A I little like long, but I think a good lesson in
0: there. A lot of judgment in those last two segments. Oh boy. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Fair. How about you? I am celebrating, celebrating that, uh, made it through about the last 10 days, which has included a lot of lacrosse, some other work and, and a bunch of things that, uh, could have been very challenging and sort of found a way to work through it all, uh, you know, we we had a tournament this weekend as well mm-hmm. as days before. This weekend was interesting because they were calling for weather Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So like every day was okay, how far are we gonna get? When's the weather gonna come? What's gonna happen?
1: Severe thunderstorm watches, yep.
0: Yep. And you know, mostly on grass fields and so that could cause issues. And Friday was Friday was a seemed like a seamless day, people seemed to have a good time. The weather was warm and not horrible. Uh, Saturday though, we had more fields going and more people working, and it was hot. And uh, to the point where I had to get on the field once, and somebody was struggling, and so I stayed for the next it was a short game, but for a playoff game to do. And I was and I hadn't really eaten anything that day, which was not a good move, and I was feeling it. At that point, fortunately, then I had a big break, um, but we had a couple of people who really struggled with it and couldn't come back and work the next day. And then the next day was the rain came and we were just about to get started. It was like 7.50, 7.45 and it poured. And I'm like, we're not going to be here more than an hour or two. Well, of course, about 10 minutes into the first game, it was stopped or it slowed down at least. And um, and what was really a great combination of working with the tournament people, the people who manage and run the site um, and my officials who were, who were willing to sort of do whatever we needed to do to, to get it done, we got the whole day in. We didn't lose a single game, which was truly amazing in some regards. Because um, I thought for sure at about 11.30, they were going to shut the whole site down and we were going to be done. Um, and so it's just over the last 10 days, it's made me appreciate and be, uh, and celebrate the people who I get a chance to work with on a regular basis, which is, and their willingness to do what needs to be done to achieve a common goal.
1: And girls, uh, lacrosse players benefit from this
0: hugely. They do. They do. That's great. I'm not sure their parents recognize that.
1: When they get to a tier one college and they get to start, they'll recognize
0: it. I don't think the parents will. (laughs) Honestly, there are some people who don't understand and don't, you know, they just don't get it. I've known
1: some girls lacrosse players over the years. I taught some in college. I had some nieces that played and they certainly recognize the opportunity. When I taught at Johns Hopkins, I had a, female lacrosse players in some of my classes and they they recognize everything that went into getting them to a really good school and playing lacrosse
0: I think they do I I would not disagree with that I'm not sure the parents do there and some of their some of the reactions many do that is a that is a probably gross overstatement on my part many do it's the few that don't that drive you crazy correct because they are the ones that usually cause issues for everyone you know like we it, the fields were at that point where they were playable, no doubt. And yet it was starting to get, you know, where players were starting to slip. And so, and I didn't witness this, but I sort of saw it. We made They made a policy that you couldn't warm up on the field at all. okay, Even if the field was open and nobody was playing on it. And of course, people feel like that gives them, they have the right to do whatever it is they want to do and you know and it's the interesting part where you go do it and someone come over and explains that you can't do that right and then they want to come back later and tell you why they were correct and why you were incorrect even though you were the one responsible for the facility and not me but there was somebody else and i just it, it makes me wonder what is going through people's head such an entitlement. Lot, that because you paid money to be in a tournament that clearly has a policy that says we can't control the weather and sometimes that has an impact on the games and yet they feel like because they paid money they have the right to do anything and everything they want to
1: and if their child was hurt for some reason it would be your
0: liability of course not the fact that they were like <laughs> right we're not going to listen to what you say we're just going to do what we want to do Years ago, when I was lifeguarding,
1: we'd have the same thing. Groups would pay to use the facility on the weekends. And there'd be lightning and thunder. And, you know, lightning, you got to get out of the pool. Right. And there'd be people like, hey, we paid our money. This is our event. It's like,
0: okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Fine. Throw caution to the wind. Let's see what happens.
1: Uh, Oh, there were people in the pool, probably four or five out of the 20 days I lifeguarded, where they were like, no, we're going to (laughs) stay Okay. Just want to be really clear. Here, do you want to sign this
0: waiver that when lightning hits and you get killed, we are, you chose. Even against, even though we told you everything that could happen, you chose. Anyhow. Yeah. That's about that. Uh, Yeah. We're 17 minutes into the show and we haven't gotten to our topic, so we might want to move. So let's
1: pivot to accessibility, shall we?
0: Although it does talk a little bit about sometimes things are not accessible to you, even though you think you want them to be.
1: (laughs) Or expect them to be.
0: Or expect them to
1: be. Not want. It's the expectation. Well,
0: true. True. So let's talk about that at work. You want to kick us off a little bit? Sure. I've
1: struggled with this. Um, I tend to be very accessible uh, to my clients, to my business partners, to pretty much anyone and everyone. And uh, I've had to be really, I've had to shift in the last, I'd say year. Um, I started to date someone and I realized that my work could get in the way. And I have a policy now that when we're out together, unless it's something that I really need to take care of, I put my phone on do not disturb. I don't take calls or if it's like we were out Wednesday evening and I was waiting for two calls, and I said up front, it's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be available because of this and this. Oh, okay, I understand. Go ahead. And one person call, called, and I went out and took the call and came back. No big deal. I think that at-work accessibility is different when you're in an office, a little bit, because you at least have the walls that you can say, okay, from nine to five i I'm at work. I work in my home now. The office is my second bedroom. So it's very easy to go into office mode because it's literally always in front of me. And so I have to be very careful about how accessible I am because you train the people you interact with. Like you and I typically on Sunday evening are, text, are uh, Facebook messaging about the topic. I don't think I did that last night. I was like, you know, this is really, I, I need to let go of this. We'll have to figure it out monday friday we're gonna to have to figure it out monday morning because i'm i i just don't like doing that sunday night i enjoy my sunday evening and the world didn't come to an end and didn't have the discussion with you just didn't do what i normally do and i think some of this is we always say well i've got to be available i've heard that i've said that i think that's a fantasy it's like well if i'm really important tom i gotta to be available 247. in fact they used to hang around someone who was just that was their whole mo oh gotta take this i've got to, gotta take this like they'd literally in the middle of a sentence take the call didn't matter what it was didn't even look at. and if it was a spam call be like oh what was that oh it's just call okay and i think we we have to really It's self-policing, and and also being conscious about it, and being uh, intentional about it. How accessible do you need to be? If you're a doctor, and you're dealing with cancer patients who could die, or hospice care, you probably need to be pretty accessible 24-7. Now, you probably have weekends where other people watch for you, you know, take your patients And you could probably be free those times, but you might have nights where you have to take calls. At the other end of the spectrum is, you know, what I would say you and I do, that there aren't that many times that someone's at midnight and they're in a life or death situation. They may feel like they are, but what is the necessary level of expectation of someone you're dealing with? And more and more, I talk to my clients about it at the beginning. Hey, what level of accessibility are you expecting from me versus what I'm expecting of them? And coming to that consensus. And I did it when I worked with employees. to be like, hey, one weekend a month, I need you to be available. And we'd rotate who it was. And they knew that when we hired them, we'd say, hey, you need to be available one weekend a month. Oh, okay, that's fine. Do I get to pick? No, we're going to have a rotation. You can reschedule with other people, but you're going to have this weekend unless you find a way around That's, I think, so often it sort of just falls into, well, you know, I'm available Saturday morning, I'm available Saturday night, and I'm available Sunday. And I know for me, if I'm available all weekend, by Monday morning, I'm really frustrated because I
0: got no time away from work. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, I think that it's, you know, it's interesting when I was thinking about it, I was thinking about when I used to be in an office and I would, and I always had what I would call an open door policy. is that. And I, and I guess it was open door because I just left my door open. I was comfortable with that. I actually found that I could focus differently with kind of understanding what's going on around me while still being able to do what I need to do. Um, I think because I always did school work with music on and so that other sound eliminated me like worrying about oh what was that sound you know to me like the quiet was bad because then i think okay i hear everything and focus on everything when there's like background noise i don't focus on any of it um, in particular and and yet i'm aware of it Um, and so i think that i got comfortable with people coming in and interrupting whatever it was i was doing and i felt like that was my role as the leader of that team when I was a team leader is that I should be available when others had challenges that were coming up. And so the rare few times, I think that even when I had my door closed um, and in meetings, sometimes people would knock and come in. Um, and I think that's probably one of my, the challenges I've created was that people weren't sure if my door was closed, does that mean it's really closed and don't come in or it and I'm in the middle of something, or it's oh somehow his door just got shut and and I, and he says not you know come in at any time and and so they come in and I think that that's um, one of the challenges we create, especially when you manage people or work within a team, is trying to figure out what are sort of the guidelines around other people's accessibility. And I think it's especially hard when you're being managed is to feel like, do I have any of those times where I actually control what that does? And I know we're going to talk more about that later in the week. Um, And so I think trying to figure out how accessible you could be, should be, would be is just one of those things that I think can easily help people easily get stuck as well as create all sort of confusion if there's not clarity around what does that look like, you know, which is, I I appreciate you sharing that with your clients, you talk about that up front. It's like, what does this all look like? And I do that to an extent. I don't think I do it to as much of an extent um, as I could. I mean, I'm not, I haven't really been a big texter with my clients. A couple of them. Um, I'm really good at that. I do a
1: lot of that.
0: So is that, are you really good at it or are you really not good at it because you have allowed too much accessibility? I think that's an interesting- point. Well, I, actually, I
1: actually find that the texting is less involved than the discussions and often more actionable. Like to to do a text, person's not going to write 20 minutes of discussion. They cut right to it. Hey, here's the situation. I need help here. Boom, what do you think? Or- how should I proceed? And and it's very concise. And the answer I give is often very concise because the technology, you know, why you could type forever, who wants to read an 18 sentence recitation? Or if you get it go, Hey, I'm sorry, this is more complicated than a text back and forth. Can we hop on a quick call? Are you available now? Are you available in an hour? And it's usually much more targeted.
0: Yes. And you've set up the opportunity that they can text you at any time.
1: Uh, hey, first person guilty right here. No doubt.
0: Yeah. And I'm not, and I think that's the thing. And I
1: think many of us are in that boat because we're afraid we'll miss on an opportunity. I would yeah. hate to lose a client who's like, you know, Bob's never accessible. I texted him Thursday night at eight thirty in the evening and I had a really serious problem. And he wasn't available. So, Friday morning, I'm going to someone else. I think that's the fear that that's the fear in Bob's head. I don't think that's realistic. I think that's just created in my head because it does two things. One, it justifies being available all the time, which is like me being busy, it makes me seem important and I need that. It's kind of texts of affirmation. If there's such a thing as words of affirmation, it's kind of texts of affirmation. <laughs> hey, I should write that book. That's
0: a good book title. There you I go.
1: Texts of affirmation.
0: <laughs> well, I think you know it's funny you say you say that cuz it's almost like do I do I really want that client who feels like they have the ability to text me anytime and that I'm accessible to them at any time and and how does that impact you? You know, the you might want to be the person who says, "Hey, you know what?" Here are the times I'm, you know, basically you can text me, I'm enduring and I may not get back to you right away. I think that's the expectation, right? Is if you get a text, you're going to, people have to respond right away. Can't always do that. And I think, you know, one of the things
1: you don't always want to.
0: Correct. Although if you set that up as the, as the, as the model. People start to have that expectation. I think that's the expectations that texting has created is that if you get a text, you need to respond to it right away. And, and that doesn't allow for all the other, pri- other things going on in your, in your world that could have an impact on that. And, you know, it's, it's one of the things that was interesting. I, I cause I think the way I have done it in the past, although I don't think a lot of people take me up on this. I have an opportunity for people to send me messages through our system that only we see, my CRM system. And I tell them that, you know, we have our set call times. If something comes up, let me, you know, let me know. I said, and a great way to communicate with me is through this service. You can go in and share a document, put a comment, ask a question, and I tell them that pretty much I'm gonna respond to that in the next six to eight hours. And or six to twelve, you know, because if they send in the middle of the night, I'm not getting up in the middle of the night. And in, and if it's an absolute emergency, which again, I don't know where they would, where that would come up. There are other ways to reach me, and some of those people. Well, there are
1: perceived you. emergencies, right? Well, and there it's an
0: emergency to me. It
1: correct. may not be to you, Tom. We need a topic for next week, and I'm thinking about. It at 10.30 PM on Friday. And so, because I'm thinking about it,
0: you're obligated to think about it. And that's, I think one of the challenges that when we have an open door policy, when we tell people they can text us at any time, we started to create that, that if it's an emergency for them and their perspective, it now becomes an emergency for us. And I think it is an, it's, it's an, important topic for you to at least each of us to at least consider where do we fall in that spectrum of yeah no outside of the work hours i'm not responding to texts or hey you need me i'm here and then we have to figure out what does that mean in that regard and i think that that is a challenge that people face in trying to balance what it is. And I think they think like you, a lot of people think that way is that, well, I have to be accessible or I could lose people. And I would offer, are those the people you really want to work with who feel justified and maybe not considering other perspectives around what they see as an emergency, um, to reach out to you at any moment.
1: Well, there's and a fact
0: that you will respond. That's the other thing. It's one thing to reach out at any moment, the expectation that you will respond or that you will be available, that your door is open, is the challenge that we have to figure out how we're going to manage.
1: Well, there's a whole other facet to this. That's the brick and mortar store or the service business that, you know, you're a plumber and you have a plumbing company and people have their pipes burst at odd hours. They They don't confine that to nine to five. Or, you know, I'm having trouble with my car, with the tire and the place I got it uh, replaced. I went into on a Friday and got it worked on. And then I was in there Saturday because I had problems. and They were open on Sunday. And they were booked solid for Saturday and Sunday. It's like, can you come in Monday morning? Yes. They, and I'm like, really, you're open on Sunday? Oh, yeah, we have to be. And that's a big chain. So it's not a decision of a little individual merchant. But I was in a small town in Maryland, Ellicott City, a couple of weekends ago. And it was interesting to see which businesses were opening at what time and how accessible they were. And I was thinking, these poor people, you know, it's it's summer. They make most of their money on tourism in the summer, probably. And they're here all summer every day, whether it's rainy, whether it's pretty, whether it's super hot and they've, they've complete accessibility. And then you go there in January and they're closed for a month or a week. And you're like, Oh, I can't believe they're closed. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to do if you're in a facility where people have an expectation. Years ago, I worked at a university in their athletic center and People wanted us to be open on holidays so they could work out. Mm -hmm. And we would try to be open on Thanksgiving because we tried it. We want you to be open. So we'd be open on Thanksgiving day. Guess what? No one showed up. Not one, zero people. Christmas comes. No, we're not going to be open. I can't believe it. Can't believe that's terrible. New Year's Day, we decided to be open. No one showed up. So there's... There's the issue of, I want you to be there as a safety net, but I don't want to use you. And of course, for that facility, when you have two employees working on a day when no one shows up, that's hard to justify your expense. And to companies that are seeing increasing costs now, there's a supply chain, fuel costs, various other things, the decision to be open or shut can be a really big one if you're if you have an employee sitting there for three hours from six to nine Friday evening at your snowball stand and no one's coming in, you're paying that kid and you're getting nothing out of it. Yet, if you close at six, that person who comes by at 8.30 on that one Friday night, <laughs> they're upset with you. It's it's
0: catch 22.
1: And I, I, I feel for owners of uh, brick and mortar facilities.
0: I really do. Well, I, I think, think here's, here's the thing. Owners. I think the, here's the thing. And this might be my one thing. is that at some point you have to do what works for what's real for you and make that choice and not struggle with the what-ifs, with the um, anticipated or expected results. You know, Chick-fil-A, love them or hate them, however you feel about them, doesn't matter. They are very clear. We are closed on Sundays. Could they do a ton of business on Sundays, especially in the summer when it's hot and people like me are looking for a Chick-fil-A milkshake. Yeah. And they have made that choice that this is who we are. And this is, and, and we understand that there are potential um, ramifications to our decisions. And we still believe this is the choice that is real for us and that is why we are going to do it. And I think that's that's that if we can each think that way is like, what is it that is real for me? Not what necessarily my clients. I mean, yes, a little bit about what they need, and most importantly, what are the things that I need. And understanding and being comfortable with the choices that we make. Um, and not trying to worry about, because I think it's the worrying of what could happen, might happen. What have, what have we missed out on? What are we? And just say, you know what? I made the, the choice that I could, given my knowledge, experience and perspective, and I'm going to live with that until I stop and take a pick a time and date where I'm going to say, hmm, I'm going to consider this again in three months or whatever. <laughs> and not just react to the one person who shows up at the snowball stand upset and they call you and say, Well, how come you aren't open on blah 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 day at this time? I was looking for a snowball. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. This is where we're at. We'll appreciate your feedback, not overreact to it, and we are going to consider our hours again in whatever the time frame might be. I
1: like that. By the way, the person who missed you most on Friday,
0: right here. Really?
1: He hops up almost every day when you're on. I don't know why, but he likes your voice.
0: I appreciate that, Sam Hunt.
1: <laughs> He's just you just have that soothing presence. He wanted to know your one thing, right? So I think my one thing is that it you do have to take your client or customer into account. While it's gotta be real for you, it's gotta be real for them because if I have a snowball stand that's open from midnight to 6 a.m., Monday through Friday, there may not be a lot of customers coming in. That's now crazy. that's my choice. And there's a there's a negotiation to be had. And I think so often we, we teeter on one side of it. I like gotta be available for my customers 24 seven or we go the other way. Well, I'm only gonna be open from nine to 11. There's a
0: middle ground that that requires some work and some effort. Well, I think one of the things that we think about is that I think often the feedback Mm -hmm. that we get from a client too often we take as what is right. Mm -hmm. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. And that we jump to that feedback rather than see it as only that and take that into consideration at some other point as, as you evaluate all the feedback you get. So just because one client says that they need you all the time, none of your other ones do your choice is Do I accept that? Or do I say, you know what? That's not what's real for me. Mm-hmm. And that's not what the way that I want to work. Understanding that, Things happen based on the choices that we make, and you may lose that client. Or you might have, the other thing is you might have all these other clients start to hear you either talking about or hearing from others that you're doing this for them, and now you got to do it for everybody. And again, is that the way you want to go? I mean, I would imagine Chick-fil-A has heard countless complaints about not being open on Sunday, and yet they have chosen to stick with what is real for them. And I think that is that is helpful for us. doesn't mean we have to stick with it. We could say, hmm, I'm sure they have contemplated many times changing their hours. And for whatever reason, they felt like this was um, the priority for them.
1: Now you make me want to go Chick-fil-A. At
0: least they're open to that. You could go do that.
1: I could. I have to drive by there this morning.
0: There might be oh, a chicken biscuit for breakfast in my future. That's a choice that you get to choose and then deal with whatever the uh, outcomes of your choice. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well,
1: we'll be talking about accessibility all all week, folks, which yes. I think is an uh, important topic, especially for folks dealing with their children. We haven't even talked about that, but that adds another layer of complexity. How oh, I think that'll come up this week. I think it will as well. Yeah. So stay tuned all week. I'm sure we're going to cover various facets of it and we'll probably catch at least one or two of the facets that you deal with every day if we haven't already.
0: And of course, if you have a one thing that you would like to share, please feel free to put it in the comments because we know there might be somebody out there who is looking for just that right thing and you will share it in a way that they actually hear. And if you're listening to our podcast, we know that unfortunately there is no place to comment, which is why we've created not the only reason, but one of the reasons we created our sculpt Your Business from Chaos and Confusion to Confidence and Control Facebook group, where you can join us there and share your thoughts and ideas. I think my dog is saying that I'm not being accessible enough to her at the moment, and I am choosing to put her on hold for the time being while we finish the show. And um, so we look forward to seeing you inside of that Facebook group, if not. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. ish Eastern time for our next episode of today's antidote.
1: Hey, in the meantime, folks, embrace the renegading you. It's so worth it on this beautiful Monday.
0: Yes, it is. All right, everyone. Go out and enjoy the day. We will see you soon.
1: It's sculpt your business time. That's right. You can go from chaos and confusion to confidence and control. Just go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com. That's renegadesuccessnetwork.com. You can see all the details, or you can contact Tom or Bob and talk about taking your business to the next level by sculpting it your way. It's possible, and we can help you get there.